Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast, Season 2. With your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect her children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, enjoy the show. Out. Boom, yo, what's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Executive Protection Lifestyle. I'm your host, Byron Rogers. And today, I've got a special guest with me, Daniel Farr. How you doing, brother? Good, Byron. All good. How you doing? Good, man. We out here hanging. We out here hanging. And you're over there on the East Coast doing some big things. Yes, indeed. Yes, sir. Right in Fairfax, Virginia, 30 minutes from Washington, D.C. Yeah. And speaking of Washington, D.C., man, just how is it over there? How's it been during these current events, pandemics and riots and stuff? Uh, It's been chaos. It's been 24-7, phone after phone, and we need this, we need that. Uh, It's been a lot of when we're boots on ground in D.C., providing protection for a lot of um, executives and a lot of um, uh, Fox recorders, you know, reporters and all the time so but the disrespect and the things that come out of people for authorities is just so disrespectful i mean i have never in my entire career heard the disrespect for authority yeah yeah nah i um i've experienced the same thing you know like out here in cali it was just like the phone was like, I, I couldn't even handle all the work, to tell you the truth. I started having to push it to, to friends and companies I trusted because it was just like, yo, we need four guys here. Yo, we need two guys here. Hey, uh, how quick can you get a team here? You know, and I really and but it was a really good experience to grow the company. You know, um, now we're even more built up, you know, as a result of it. Correct. Um, uh, and as far as the disrespect thing, man, uh yeah, I, I, I've, I've spoken to a lot of people on both sides, um, and it's very interesting. Some people seem to think they can do it better. You know, they can do the policing job better. But then as a company owner, you know, and as a man who's led men in battle, you know, I'm like, maybe you can. <laughs> if they on those shoes, then that's when the truth will be there, you know? Oh yeah, leading humans. There's always a human element, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Always. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't care what culture you're part of, what gang you're in, what department. There is going to be a human element, and managing public perception around those bad apples and good apple ratio. Correct. That just seems to be the game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so that's uh, that's interesting. So what's the climate like in D.C. Anyways, right now, man. Right now, temperature-wise, is about 95 degrees. It's pretty hot. Yeah. Um, the climate is still, we still have protesters all the time. 
They're mm-hmm. constantly there. So we're still, wow. yeah, every day, every night, they're still out there. Um, wow. You know, it's just, it seems to be that it's a full-time job for a lot of people being down there. Wow. So, yeah, we're constantly, like I said, we're busy. Thank God we're busy, but I'm like you. Uh, yes, can we get your people? Yes, but I'm going to have to source it out. We're going to have to <laughs> pass it on because we're we're there. We're maxed yeah. out. Yeah, and it's it signals, to me, it signals uh, that right now, it all, to all the people listening that are like thinking about getting into private security, like, I don't know, maybe you have a different perspective, but it seems like a good time to be getting in the game, man. It sure is. As you know, we have our training center. We have Aspis mm-hmm. Training Center in our classes mm-hmm. have not stopped ever since their pandemic, the riots. Everybody wants to take classes, one-on-one, CCW, one-on-one security classes. I mean, we've been, this past weekend, we had a PI class, a basic security class, an advanced handgun class, range. Uh-huh. So, we're we're running on fumes. Heck yeah, like, man. You know nah. We'll make it happen. Heck yeah. No, that's the way to be. I love it, man. And I love it. That's why I got you here, man. That's what's up. Um, so I guess digging a little bit into you, man, you know. Um, who are you at your core, brother? So I am the executive vice president of Aspis Protection Service. Uh, we started it at 2014, November 2014. Uh, it's been six years on the books. I come from a uh, private security and federal background. For 16 years, I've been doing this. I started working for uh, the government as a private contractor, doing access control, you name it, 24-7 operations, overwatch, moved my way through a lot of different contracts. As an independent contractor, you know, you just got to contracts will stop and they'll come and say, Hey, your contract just ended. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. <laughs> yeah. So you always got to have, you know, your next resource and where are you going to go next? So on my last contract that I did for 10 years, I went to a DHS contract <laughs> where the air marshal units is. And I met my business partner, Troy Wilkinson. Okay. He's a retired uh, Georgia SWAT guy narcotics and dea so we worked together for five years and then we opened up decided to open up aspis so we said okay well why bounce from one place to another let's just start our own and let's make it different in the industry wow our goal is to you can always get boots on ground no matter what you can always put a somebody on a seat and have them to just watch a, a gate or or do this or do that. But what we wanted to focus in is in the quality, not in the quantity. So our model was to make sure that when we hire and we get the right people, it's about the quality of work, of how you're going to react and what are you going to do compared to, yes, we can get you 10 bodies there and that's all they are. And they're just going to sit there. <laughs> that's the problem in the industry, as you will know. Oh, yeah. Uh, the security industry, the law enforcement industry, there's always a bad apple. There's mm-hmm. always something that they can do better. But until you are out there doing it yourself, as one, as an owner of a company, two, as a practitioner, 
and you're out there doing it 24 seven, just like everybody else, then people are not going to understand that what it is to go through it. Yeah. So I thank God that we've been on the books, like I said, six years mm-hmm. and we're pushing forward and it's been nonstop. That's awesome, man. No, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, it's, um, kind of around what I was saying about the human element, you know, uh, there's always those people that kind of bring the average down, you know, and in the private security industry, I think because it's so heavily impacted by, you know, the fact that you don't make money for the client. So clients have an aversion to want to pay for the service. And then if you do the service, well, nothing happens. And then they think they don't need the service. It's like this weird little, you know what I mean? So the tendency tends to be to find out for the owner operators sometimes to try to do it cheaper and just, and then they end up putting warm bodies in seats and then it damages everybody, you know? So I like what you said, man. I like that approach, that quality approach. Like back in 90, graduated in 97 and then in 98 to 2000, I started my own little business and I was starting doing uh, security for uh, bars yeah. I was bouncing chicken IDs here and there. And that lasted for two years until I went to a different career, uh, wow. moving up through the ranks and then just working and keep uh, continue working and getting uh, studies. And then I was like, I'm going to go back into do more about security. And then I started working. But from a different perspective, from being a bouncer to mm-hmm. a middle security and then moving your career into personal protection and then doing all this uh, overseas operations. It's like I said, we have to do as owners and as operators, we have to do it all. And then like that, we can teach our, our guys how to do it right. 100%. Yeah. I had a guy ask me last week, kind of like, Hey, you know, I'm going to, I want to start my own security company, you know, like, what do I need? And I was like, well, like, where are you at in your career? And he was like, well, you know, I had to give him the, you got to get a guard card, exposed weapons permit talk. And he hadn't actually done the work. And so I was kind of had to be like, Hey man, I appreciate you wanting to go out and get after it, but there's just so much you need to understand about the work before you can lead men to do the work righteously, you know, and be in right standing with those men and with those clients, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, anybody can uh, anybody can start a, a company, you know, yeah, you can apply man. for a business license, you can apply for, you know, the name of your business and all of a sudden, yes, you are a business, but yeah. now let's do the work, which mm-hmm. is all behind the scenes, which is yeah. what people don't understand that it's a full-time job. Full back yeah, there's everything. no nine to five. You're going to no, be eating not. dinner and someone's going to call you and be like, hey, man, where's my guy? Or, hey, exactly. man. My, so, my wife, my kids, something, I can't make it. You know what I mean? You're just going to be, yeah. you've got to do a little bit of this, man. you got to juggle the game. I can tell you how many birthdays I have missed from my family, yeah. how many the school <laughs> projects, you name it. Because my job is to run the company, to make sure that my guys are good to go. And, of course, my family, in order for me to provide, I have to do what I have to do. Yeah. And, you know, I had a good mentor and. I'm going to pass it on to the next the generations because I think that's my goal. I'm mm-hmm. a firm believer. I believe that God has put me in this position for a reason. Yes. And 
We're going to go out fighting for it, brother. Heck yeah, man. We're going to figure that's it out. Just, We're going to get after that's it. That's just me, man. That's you what's know, growing up. up. Growing up overseas, I've seen a lot of stuff that yeah. I'm starting to see it here. So, Right? That's that's what I've been thinking. You know, these guys are talking about defunding the police and mobs and all this stuff. And I'm like, yep. you guys, I've, I've existed in anarchists and, and lawless environments. It's like oh, yeah. right and wrong will stop mattering. All that will matter is might makes right. They got more guys with guns. They're stronger. They won tactically that day. And that's it. That's the only thing that will end up mattering. You, know? <laughs> like you guys, we got a beautiful thing. You know, some of y'all need a passport. <laughs> yeah, and that's what um, a lot of people will never understand that unless they go yeah. overseas and see the world in a different ways. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up in South America, man. Yeah. And perfect example. I mean, Venezuela, the richest country in the world at one point with the most mm-hmm. oil. And wow. right now is it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> look at Cuba. Yeah. Now Bolivia, Ecuador. I was born and raised in Ecuador. I mean, it was mm-hmm. the best country and now is it's just bad. It's not good, man. Yeah. You know why? Because they took the power of the authority and only the bad guys are the ones who carry and who can do damage to people. Yeah. Man. Fortunately. Yeah, no, and that's 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 the problem, man. That's that's a quality problem. That's kind of what, a part of my motivation for the protector nation stuff, man. Um, and I'm honored to have you join forces with me on that. So, um, um, it's an honor here too. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. we couldn't have you here down here at the East Coast due to the uh, COVID nineteen. Yes. No, but man. Next time. It is definitely on the, it's on the roster. Cause we, we are going to take the protector symposium on tour. This is happening. Oh, yeah. This is the game. I'm just waiting for them to let me loose. You know what yep. I mean? With the live events and stuff like that. We're going to hit the East coast. We got to get up there with you guys, man. You got a lot of, you're like at a hub with regards to, you know, all the federal contacts, law enforcement oh, yeah. folks, that part of America. So that's going to happen. I can't wait for that to happen, man. And you got the facility for it. Yes, like, we do. You know, let's talk a little bit about that facility that you guys have, man. So we have the indoor facility, which we offer all the uh, training for the basic security investigations. That's all the classroom. Mm-hmm. Then we have an outdoor land, which is about 30 minutes from our office. It's uh, 20 acres cleared, so we can do some motorcade operations. We can do some uh, active shooter uh, any shooting uh, simulations that we can do. We practice a lot. Everything is outdoor. So awesome. it's actually a good thing, a, a good resource for all of us and for my guys. So that's what we do. Yeah, man. And to have, I mean, I don't know. I know that bays that you can do on the outdoor stuff and, the, and shooting from vehicles and all that stuff on the West Coast are rare, you know. Yeah. Um, so that sounds like a, that's, that sounds awesome, man. I know there's, a, there's always a lot of red tape when, you know, private sector says, we can go out there and train and do this, mm. but we've been blessed so far right now that we can still do those because we are a uh, department of criminal justice services training center certified uh-huh. under the state of Virginia. So we are blessed to have that title and then we can go out there and train. So outstanding. And about how many students can that facility uh, facilitate? Uh, the outdoor facility, we can put, 300 or 400 students and separate them in groups and each instructor will guide 50, 50, 50. Yeah. 
that's that's the beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing, man. I, I, I already know. I don't want to let too much out because I know where I'm going with these symposiums. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. But it's going to be some real good training we're going to be running into, man. That's yeah. that's that's exciting. It'll be, it'll be good. It'll be good once we can get you out here and get the rest of the executive protection guys and yes. personal protection, close protection, PSD guys. I mean, we can – it'll be nice. Yeah, we can hit the gas. That's awesome, man. Um, what What did you think of the first protector symposium that you were at? So when I first attended, um, it was in Santa Monica, I believe. Uh, it was in Irvine in November. Irvine. Yes, so sir. to me, it was the best thing actually to meet and listen, Ed. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, coming from Mexico, I have operated and worked in Mexico a lot of times, and I know where he's coming from. So to hear somebody stand up and tell the truth the actual truth without yeah. any red tape yeah that is the best thing in our industry yeah so, that's what needs to happen you know listening to everybody i mean the guy that i have followed a lot of times is you know chris west mm-hmm. with as solutions i mean the guy is the knowledgeable of the ep world so mm-hmm. to hear him out and like i said there is no red tape when all these people are talking and that is what we need to do Yes. And that's what I like. I mean, and I know where we hidden. I know what are we doing as, you know, protectors, as, you know, taking care of people. And I'm looking forward for what is going to happen in the in the future of everything that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. No, that's awesome to hear. I, I, <laughs> I the, the one question with Ed that just stood out with me is somebody was like, so are you saying that Mexico is like a fallen state? And it's like, yes, <laughs> like no hesitation. He's like, it's completely, he's like, yeah. it's over. He's like, no, and if you, and then he followed it up with, and if you guys aren't careful, the same thing's going to happen here. Exactly. And now here we are. Yeah. You know, people just run in the streets, burning things. It's, it's chaotic. It's getting chaotic. And, and you uh, know what? My first 10 years growing up overseas, I saw it. My father retired after 45 years of service working down in South America, all over South America. And he said, I am done because there's no way there's, there's nothing. You don't have a support. Wow. You're so your own. I pray to God that what we're seeing here today in America and the United States, that it has to stop. And yeah. us, we have to make a difference and we have to stand our ground. We can't just let, people like them walk all over, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I think what's interesting is it's starting to move into a place where Americans are realizing that, and this might be where they want it to go. I hope not, but that, that Americans are realizing that they're actually going to have to do something as individuals. Cause I saw an article on my way in that was talking about how um, people are protecting like Thomas Jefferson statue, you know, like Americans are like getting out there to protect Thomas Jefferson statue. And, you know, if law enforcement can't do it and the president is going to be, you know, vehemently demonized if he does anything, you know, they're going to burn him at the stakes if he does anything. It is coming down to the reality of what the protected nation is all about. (laughs) You know, good people needing to be willing, capable and prepared. 
Yeah, like all this, you know, burning the flag down, taking yeah. statues down. I mean, history is history. History, yeah. It, you know, a wise man said one, you know, you will learn from history and you will not repeat what it was done. That's why it's called history. So yeah. respect it, learn from it, and move on. And if it wasn't good, then let's make a difference. Yeah. But don't go out and burn the flag and disrespect all of our military who has died, you know, for us so we can do and be here. I mean, that's just, that's just a great disrespect for everything. Yeah, man. I've said the past is for information, not identification. You know, like it, you just because it happened doesn't mean you have to identify with it. I don't have to identify as a slave. White people don't have to identify as slave masters. Like, like it ain't even got, you know what I mean? Like it happened. Let's learn from it, you know, and then let's move on. Um, but the second you start forgetting it, that's when you become doomed to repeat it, <laughs> you know? And this is what's interesting. But yeah, man, with the symposium coming up, I feel now, I feel like now is a very appropriate time for civilians to really look at the reality that, you know, the cavalry is you. Invest in your training. Invest right. in being capable of protecting yourself and your family, you know? Exactly. It seems to be that time. Um, yeah, people need, you know, the regular citizens, uh, like you said, they're going to have to learn how to protect themselves, protect their family when they go out to a restaurant, when they go out grocery shopping. I mean, who knows? And, yeah. you know, the key to all this and what we have learned and we keep learning and it's called situation awareness. Oh, yeah. If you lack of situation awareness then I'm sorry, but you need to focus on it. You need to learn because you need to know your surroundings. Mm -hmm. And you can become a casualty real quickly, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's just, you know, now with all these riots going on, you could be driving home from the supermarket and find yourself in the middle of something weird. Exactly. Um, and another thing that was going through my head today as I was watching some uh, dynamic human threat scenarios play out was uh, a family was trapped in a car aggressors were surrounding the vehicle and the family was like begging these people to stop. And like one guy's reaching in his shirt, you know, like this, like he has a gun and they were like the, the civilians in the vehicle were like begging him to stop and like trying to get around them and like wouldn't run them over. You know, this is a bold statement, but in my opinion, it's the reality. You got to make a decision as to how far you're willing to go to protect yourself, your family and innocent people. Yep. And you got to make that decision ahead of time <laughs> because, oh, you yeah. know, I, I can't sit here and tell you that if this guy's sitting in front of me acting like he has a gun and I got my women and children in the car, buddy, <laughs> don't be standing in front of the car. You know what I'm saying? God bless you. I'll explain it to the police. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But uh, we're getting out of there come hella high water, you know? Um, oh, yeah. And, and, People need to start inoculating themselves and accepting that reality that you might be asked to do some hard things in order. Yeah, to the good thing from uh, Yusuf was that, you know, you have to learn, even as a civilian, how to read people. You need to understand oh, yeah. the fundamentals of the other people. What are they doing? If it's 90 degrees and you're walking with a trench coat and a hoodie, there's something wrong. Yeah, man. You know, why are you there? What are you doing? Like, you need to understand those things. It's not common. It's not normal. So they just need to learn. And that's what I like that by us, you know, by me being a part and sponsoring and helping you guys is to 
let the people know that they need to learn about all these things because mm-hmm. it, it's just going to get worse out there and it's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I appreciate that. And it's, um, and that's kind of why we have that blend. That's why Yosef is there to teach those soft skills. You know what I'm saying? Ed's there to teach the things he teaches. This next one coming up, we got an amazing lineup. You guys can look it up and see all the, all the stuff around it. I'm excited. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, man, I can't wait. Jared Reston's talk about, he, you know, he was shot seven times, <clears throat> got hit one time in the face by a 45 caliber round in, a, in one situation, fought through it. I think every first responder should should hear that, should listen to that that talk and just the psychology behind that. Um, yeah, I'm going to let, um, I actually have let my good friends from the police department know and I gave, already gave the flyer, send an email. I mean, they're they're waiting for it, so... Awesome. That's Especially my... from, you know, him as a law enforcement perspective, being shot seven times and fought through it. Oof. That's, that's like, you just got to take your hat off. You know what I mean? That's like, okay, exactly. I'm just exactly. going to listen. You yeah. know, um, when you're one of the things I saw on your website, it said modern training for mo- for the modern world. What did you guys mean by that statement? I liked it. it so this what what, we understand security is been, I don't know, 50, 50 years, 60 years, but we don't want to people focus in the old security rules and regs. I mean, we need to understand that a lot of things change as we grow and then we get older. And as the world changes, everything changes. So we need to adjust and start learning new skills. I mean, look at it now. We have drones. A lot of people are using drones to get site advance and get a site and see what's going on, where they're going to go. So there's a lot yeah. of intel, a lot of the uh, intelligence departments that they're using. We have a 24-7 intelligence group that monitors all of our clients, um, you know, social media, networking. Uh, they do our country reports. And if we're going into God help us work in a protest, then we have live footage intel. So we focus on what to do now and prepare and be proactive for the next step instead of just, well, let's just go all blindfolded. Mm-hmm. So we have focus in mother training. We're gonna teach you what to do. One, avoid the situation. Mm-hmm. Don't go into a crowd if you don't need to go there, which, you know, a little bit of this is common sense too, and you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. If you don't want to be in trouble, then don't go towards a hundred people. Yeah. Joseph said, if you don't belong there, just turn around and go somewhere else. Yeah. Don't man. go through there. Yeah. I uh I saw another uh altercation that I posted on my channel with, with an EP guy, man, and I it said something like he may have been Facebook or one of the one of the uh EP teams up there in Silicon Valley, but you know, he was out there and he was looking clean. He was looking corporate. Oh, he was looking good. He was looking polished. If he was inside a corporate America, <laughs> but out there, they were like, yo, what's up? Like, why are you, why are you out here, bro? And he had his like, you know, and, but then he had his kid on underneath. He had his bulletproof vest on underneath. And I was like, and he I got mean, eaten alive. He got eaten alive. And I felt bad for him because he was, he was trying to be passive. And I was yeah. like, bro, there's a time to be passive and then there's a time to not be passive because the guy who doesn't want to get punched in the face, that's the guy that gets punched in the face, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
And I was like, damn, man. No, he was very nervous. Yeah, once you once they can smell that on you, oh, then yeah. it's like it emboldens them and encourages them. Yeah. You know, I was kind of like, man, you and then if you have negative contact with uh uh essentially what could become the enemy, get out of there. Like I was kind of like, homie, like the second they were like, Hey, what are you doing here? I'd have been like, I'm kicking it. And then I would have moved. I'd have been like, I'm checking yeah. things out, man. And I'd have looked them dead Poor in there. All seconds have been like checking things out. And then I'd have, whoop, <laughs> guy, I mean, he was nervous and he said, well, I'm just on, what did he on say? On my break or I'm on my I'm on my break. And I was like, <laughs> get oh, out of here, bro. Yeah, man. lost it, buddy, please. And then I felt so bad for him. And I was like, if you're, if the other thing too, if you're wearing combat, uh, if you're wearing kit, force multiplying type kit, combat centric gear, and you're in a concealed format, yo, nobody should be able to tell you have that gear on. So exactly. you can't be printing even when it comes to body armor, yeah, you, even your medical equipment. Like if you're low pro, you're low pro. If you're exposed, you're exposed. I was like, homie, yeah, yeah, it didn't, it didn't. Seal is concealed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with respect to him and with respect oh, yeah. to the situation, you know, we, it's Monday morning over here. But right. yeah, man, I was kind of like, uh oh, yeah, get out of there, man. You know. But yeah, so, and that's what you know. That's what we always try to, you know, like I say, mother training for the modern world. Like we have, we've been blessed to have a Milo simulator. Okay. It's a law enforcement simulator, and based on my um, business partner um, background, we are allowed to purchase that. And nice. we have over 1,500 scenarios, um, shoot, don't shoot, active shooters. Uh, we can go and record our own video outside with our own guys, and we bring it in here, and then we put it to the test. Really? So that's, that's what we mean. Like, we want to train people, like, the real-life situation of what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, our training center, we take our basic security courses, our basic armed security courses, and we put the guys to the test because if I'm going to train you and I'm going to put you out there either on a corporate America business, government entity, I want to make sure that, one, you are fully trained to react to a situation that something will happen because it's a matter of time of when it's going to happen. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and to be trained any other way is just foolish. (laughs) It's just not okay. You know, if you're getting, if you're out on the job and your employer hasn't put you through some comprehensive training, and I don't mean just taught you tactics. I mean, taught you how to think, how to problem solve, because what you're going to face ain't going to be what you trained for. You know what I'm it's going to be a little of what you trained for and a little bit of Murphy and a little something new, you know, and you're going to have to learn to think. You can be the best shooter out there. Yep. A hundred percent. And mm-hmm. I bow to you, but you need to be able to think with this thing that yeah. God has given you because 90% of our job as EP is the thinking game. Yeah. The thinking, planning, social dynamics. Yeah. And then and just rinse and repeat thinking planet social dynamics. <laughs> exactly. You know, if after, you know, if after I, I, we preach to our guys and we tell them if after your 12 hour shift with your client and you're going home, if your brain is not tired, then you didn't do your job. Yeah. You were slacking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. No, that's the truth. That's definitely the truth. What would you say is the hardest lesson you've learned out in the field over your career? Uh 
working with different teams. Okay. As an independent contractor, if somebody calls you and say, hey, I need two more guys to meet us and do this detail. To me, that was the hardest thing because if you don't work together with your own team, when you get put out with a different team, you're not going to know the same dynamics, the yeah, same lingo. Yeah. So to me, that was uh, the hardest thing always to accommodate and be like, man, why is this guy does this way? Well, I do it this way. Mm-hmm. And that, that was always the hardest thing. Yeah. And that's why right now we have employed 20, 35 full-time EP guys on their ASPIS. And we train together. We do everything together because you call me and you say, I need a team. I got your team. And, and they will move mm-hmm. together. They will do everything together and they will do it right. Integrated. Totally. Yeah, that's good, man. Cause that's the way, I mean, it's cause especially when you're uh, like come on, contracting the domestic contracting stuff, man, it was like a, it's like a pickup basketball game. You just show up four other dudes show up and it's like, all right, yo, let's see. He's got a nice crossover. He's got a nice layup. You know what I'm saying? But let's see if we can make this work today, you know, or for the week, you know? Like I will tell you without going and saying names, I did a detail and when I got to this high-end hotel, I was downstairs in the elevator section, and I see a group of five EP guys slapping five. Yeah, man, good job, good job, good job. That is not the time to be doing that. So that oh, shocked man. me. It shocked me really bad. What like, <laughs> not to do? Yeah, get out of there. Y'all yeah. with your honor and then go somewhere else. Yeah. You know, just get you do out that you know. when you do your AR. You know, once you're in your room and you're gonna do your brief, then you that's relax. But don't do it in the public place, especially on the five stars hotels where high network CEOs are. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are bringing the average down, man. Come yeah. on, man. Act like you've been here before, man. <laughs> Yeah, God bless them, man. Okay, hopefully they see the podcast. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, what would you say proudest moments in the field are? The proudest moments? Mm-hmm. All of my jobs till today, I will say that 100% the jobs have been clear and no casualties. I got awesome. to go home and my clients were safe. That is the proudest um, moment to me because if I'm doing that job and my client is safe, that is just something that it, I take pretty heavy on my heart. Yeah. Because you know, I, mean, I leave my house, I kiss my wife and kids, and I'm going to go protect my clients. So to me, I'm going to come home to my clients, my personal clients. So I want to make sure that my other clients who are providing for me, it gets the job done. That's just mm-hmm. my personal opinion. Yeah, no, that's good. And it's so cyclical, man. You know, we render a service. They render us a service. You know, they render us the financial ability to live our lives. We render them a service to be to, to, to protect them. It's like it's a cyclical thing, man. Um, and that's good. And the, and I believe there's a lot of honor around, you know, getting the mission done. You know, exactly. you pay me, you bring me in to do this mission. Uh, getting the mission done and having a, a record of being able to get that mission done. So that, that's, um, that's a really good thing. I haven't, I don't think anyone said that quite like that yet. That's a really good one. That's a really good one. Man. It's yeah. just, 
I'm proud of what I do, man. Like you, man. It's like, you know, a little bit that we have talked and mm-hmm. you know, we always say you are a protector for a reason. You know, yeah. God put yeah. us in these positions and I'm a, if people don't like it, I'm a gun ho God believer. That is, yeah. that is what I do. What I do mm-hmm. is God family country. Yeah. And you know, my, my fundamentals and that's, that's how we operate. All of my guys operate under the same command because we are out there and, you know, we are the protectors for the other people. That's why yeah. we do what we do. hundred percent. No, and you got to know who you are. You got to be who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody knows I'm a Christian, man. Yeah. You do you, but I know how I do me. You know what I'm saying? I know where I get my power from, you know? Exactly. That 100%. I dig it. I respect it, man. I love that. What Do you have any advice for guys that are trying to get into the industry right now? Yeah. Always listen to the people who've been there and done that, but still analyze and do your research. Mm, yeah. Always do your research. But one thing, don't ever get offended when people correct you. If people correct you, it's for a reason. Take it like a grain of salt and say, I'm going to do better. Yeah. Because a lot of the people in this field, like if if you're doing something and you get corrected, that ego that people has, mm-hmm. it's not good. Don't do not get offended when people tell you this is how you should do this. This is how you should do this movement instead of doing this. Just oh, you, my key, you always learn something no yeah. matter what. 100%. I'm not perfect and I keep learning every day. Yeah, man. Now that's wisdom. That's was you go so much farther in life. If you can just do that, man, absorb what's useful, disregard what's useless. Add what is essentially your own. It's not an attack on your character, on who you are. I still right. love you. You know what I mean? But maybe we could take a look at how you're doing this one thing, you know, and maybe you explain to me how you're doing it and it makes more sense. Maybe, but be teachable. You know, the glass has got to be at least half empty. Now that's wisdom, man. That's good. Yeah. Um, always be humble. Yeah, man. Otherwise, you're going to get humbled. <laughs> yeah. By one of my my clients till today, six years providing security for him. He said, no matter what, you always got to be humble. You stay humble, God will take care. Yeah, it's it true. It is. It really is, man. Because I, I, you know, as I just... If you, you can be the coolest, sexiest, strongest, biggest, baddest dude. If you're not humble, like you're like a, 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 a clanging gong, like you legitimately, like you lose all of that. It's ugly. No matter what you do, it's ugly if, you, if, you're, if you're arrogant about it, man. Indeed. That, that's, that's wisdom. Indeed. Let's see here. Who would you like to see on the podcast? I'm doing this new question nomination, you know? Who would you like to see on here? Uh, let's see. I think we can all learn from maybe um, Tim Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. I know he's busy. I know he he is busy. Yeah. He's a busy man and he's still operating, operating, I think in uh, overseas. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say maybe uh, tomb from running tactics. Okay. Okay. He is another good guy that uh, he's got a lot of experience with hands-on and um, escort techniques. Ah, uh, two lamb from Ronan. Yeah, yeah, man. No, I've been trying to chase him down. He, him. So I talked with Tim Kennedy about the symposium. Actually, uh, he's a big fish right now. He's really hot. So we're working up to the Tim Kennedy yeah. level. 
Oh but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Two lamb said he'd come on too, but it was oh, a yeah. shot show. So I got to reach back out to him um, here soon. I've been, I love his philosophies. I love how he's very philosophical and the warrior yeah. stuff and the ethos warrior paradigm stuff, man. So yeah, those yeah. are two good ones. So those are my good ones. Yep. Do you have a quote or a favorite like quote or saying something you go by? Yeah, to us is, um, you know, my personal one is you do the right thing, stay humble. That's just me. You do the mm-hmm. right thing and stay humble. Heck yeah. I'm going to write that down. I... No matter what. Yeah. it's uh, Those are good words to live by. Because yeah. man, I, life has a funny way of humbling you if you don't if you don't figure yeah, it out. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and that what I mean is like you're always gonna do the right thing. Like if if you were right, you're right. If you're wrong, you're wrong. But you always do the right thing. Yeah. And then yeah. everything else will be fine. Don't yeah. don't ever be afraid of um, you know admitting that you're wrong because mm-hmm. you can't live with that ego in you and saying that you can't take criticism or you can't admit to your own mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. going to take you anywhere. Yeah. No. And, well, and you don't grow. Like exactly. you have to be wrong. You have yeah. to, to, that's the part of the process. It's part of the thing. <laughs> you know, it's like you'd be right. But then the, the, when you're wrong, it's the more growth happens. You know, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn, you know, in order to be better and not, not trying to get onto the uh, mm-hmm. religious, but in order for you to be do good, you, you must die itself in order to, for you to be a new creature. And, yeah. you know, what does that mean? You repent of everything wrong that you've done and you're going to do better. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily you're going to be perfect because you can't be perfect, but you right. must do everything accordingly and just be do good. Yeah, and I think a lot of it comes down to doing the best you can. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And then realizing the best you have isn't good enough. And then your best gets better because you keep trying regardless of whether. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's 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 good. And you keep you stay in the fight, man. Yep. Um, how would you like to be remembered? These are some deep um, questions, man. These are my closing questions, man. <laughs> they start getting deep. How I would like to be remembered. Yeah, brother. That it's not about what you did, it's about what I taught somebody hmm. to do better. Not about what you did, but what you passed on or what you what taught. I passed somebody. on to somebody. Wow. That's just my my legacy to my to my uh, two boys that I have. Yeah, so legacy. It's not about how much money you have; it's what you learn from us. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's good. That's a good way to be remembered. All right, what are you up to these days, and where can people find you, my man? So we're still working twenty four seven. We're located in Fairfax, Virginia. Yeah, thirty minutes from Washington D.C. They can reach us at uh, aspsps.com and check our website, check our training. We are open 24-7 while you let us know what you need, and we we are here. Yeah, no, that's awesome. You guys have a great um, service offering, the things that the company offers from training to actual security assets, both physical, on-ground, technical stuff, uh, hard, hard and soft physical uh, security assets. Uh, so no, it's good like stuff. I said, we've been, uh, we've been blessed. It's been nothing but a blessing and, you know, our network with state department, government agencies here in the DC area 
is very strong and that is something good that we have, uh, including overseas and it just helps us a lot. By wearing this together, yes, I know that uh, combining forces that will, will make a difference in the industry and we're gonna make a difference in all the people out there who are trying to get into executive protection. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, that's awesome, man. Um, uh, it's an honor to be able to join forces with you, brother. It's an honor that our, our paths crossed, man. You know, shaking yep. your hand at the symposium it is all meant to be, man. So I'm looking forward sure. to what we're going to do. I believe sure. so. I believe so, my friend. Heck yeah, 100%. All right, brother. Until next time, man. Be safe. And yes, we'll be talking. Heck yeah. And if y'all haven't got your tickets to the symposium, get your tickets to the Protector Symposium, man. Everybody can go. Yeah, sure will. Looking forward. All right. Sounds good. All right. Talk soon. Out. Boom. Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Boom. Boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible contributing to this brand what we're doing here making it so that i can bring better guests on making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an america a safer place do whatever you can contribute whatever you can because it makes all of these things possible thanks for those contributions Yo, and before we go, you know I got a shout out to the sponsors, starting out with Primary Weapon Systems, PWS. They truly are the evolution of the rifle. Use Byron for 10% off. Grayman and Company, the most comfortable tactical suits in the game. Use Byron for 10% off with them. Ballistic Theory. You're going to start seeing a lot of stuff with me in Ballistic Theory because they got good ammo for good prices. Use Byron for my discount with those guys as well. Last but not least, Executive Protection Institute. Hey, go check them out and get your executive protection education on. Until the next podcast, this is Byron Rogers, protected by nature and by trade. Out. Boom.